All right, so we're all here in Kira's beautiful home. And uh, I'd like this to be what in Denmark they called a hugger, hugger space. Hugger is a word in Danish culture, which means a cozy togetherness. And one of the reasons why Denmark is the happiest country in the world, it's been for the last 40 years rated the happiest country in the world, is that they often come together and they sit without distractions and they just connect to each other. And they talk about things that are close to their hearts. And they tell stories and they laugh and they sing songs. And they, do, they do things that are really meaningful. And, 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 and it's a time for non-complaining. It's a time for not getting into controversial subjects. It's a time for doing things that really connect us and make us feel warm and cozy. So I'd like to start this session with a practice of gratitude. And we'll do a little meditation. And then we'll open it up to any kind of interaction. Somebody wants to ask something or say something. And we'll just see how it goes from there. <coughs> and the idea for the evening is for us to just declutter our inner space. Let's declutter. And even your computer once in a while have to be defragmented. <laughs> they pick up all kinds of stuff. So this is a chance for us to defragment and declutter our inner space. So that we are just more clean and cohesive and connected inwardly as well as outwardly. Sounds good? Yes. So let's start with the gratitude practice. And I'd like everyone in the space to tune in to what they're thankful for. I'm going to start with three examples and I'm going to open it up for the rest of you. So I'm really grateful to be here in Hira's home with Dipti and Pranay. It just feels like coming home and uh, we had a nice relaxed day today and we met some friends also who came over. So just feeling grateful to be in this nice homely space. And I'm also grateful that we are all able to gather together like this, free from distractions, and just connect to some deeper aspects of life, which we sometimes may miss out on in the rush of everyday life. So here we are in this space, grateful for that. I'm grateful that each one of us has lived in India. This is a land of immense wisdom. And you may or may not realize it, but just the way the culture is, there are many things ingrained in our culture that actually facilitate our inner journey. Things like respect, things like seeing everything as sacred, even a mountain is sacred, even a tree can be sacred. And so there are, I'm grateful for each one of us to be in this land of spirituality, which many people crave to come to and learn from.
And those are a few examples. Now anybody else will share what they're grateful for and say the whole sentence, I'm really grateful for, and explain what you're grateful for. And we'll pause for at least 10, 15 seconds. Really feel what the person has said. And at this point, we have many of the participants sharing what they're really grateful for. And this goes on for the next 10, 12 minutes. But the audio quality in the room just isn't good enough to capture that. So I'm just going to uh, skip this. But I'm going to give each of you a minute who's listening to this. Take a, take a minute to tune in to what you're grateful for. really feel it filling the whole heart with gratitude Now let's shift from gratitude to just where we are in life. So imagine you're taking a step back from your life, just witnessing your life. What are you doing these days? Where are you spending your time? What projects are you involved with? What challenges are you facing? What emotions are you experiencing? Just take a step back and just take an overview of your life. What's it like the last few days, last few weeks, last few months? So just let the movie of your life play in front of you. Where are things flowing? Where are things stuck? Just notice. doesn't have to be in any chronological order. Any images that come up, just notice them. Any feelings that come up, just notice them. What are some of the things that are flowing nicely? What are some of the things you're feeling stuck with? Some of the things you're resisting? Just notice.
there's a simple practice that I like to do. I normally do it aloud, but since there are many of us, we're going to do it in our mind. So I want you to have a sense that right in the center of this room, right here in the center of this room, we have God. The intelligence of the universe is right here in the center of this room. And of course, in every particle of this room. And I'd like you to describe to God what is your current life experience like? What's going on in your life? Of course, God knows it, but you want to just describe it. What's happening? What's flowing? What's stuck? And just in your mind, have that conversation. If someone's not comfortable with the idea of God, well, just truth or just love, whatever value makes sense to you. And you're just sharing what is your life experience like. So over the next minute or two, Describe your life experience to this universal intelligence. Describe it in words or in images or in feelings, doesn't matter. You're just describing. Opening yourself up and allowing God, the grand overall design, to bear witness to your life right now. Allowing yourself to be seen. allow yourself to be seen all the way inside all the bright parts all the shadowy parts all the dark parts all the things you are happy about conflicted about ashamed about let this divine presence witness all of them Whatever you've described is good. Whatever you have revealed to yourself and to this universal intelligence is just what needed to be revealed. Now ask yourself the powerful question, who is having this experience? Who is having this experience? Or another way to say the same question, 
who is taking delivery of this experience and the simple answer to that question might be i am i am taking delivery of this experience it's me notice where you feel that sense of i am is it in your heart is it in your face is it somewhere else and now ask yourself who am i who am i having this experience of life just the way you described it i am it's me well who am i and don't try to answer with some words just come to that living presence that living mystery just stay there Raman Maharshi summarized his teachings in just a few words Dehang nahang kohang soham Dehang nahang I am not the body kohang who am I soham I am that And what is that question everything you described was the story of your life but when you ask who is having this experience you start dehypnotizing yourself from that story and you just come to life and life is always benevolent life just is abide in that isness letting everything be just the way it is being awake within the movie of this life having this experience i am who am i
and there is a part of you that is untouched by any experience no matter how pleasant or painful there is a part of you that is unfettered by any circumstance forever free forever beyond limitation there is that part of you whether you believe it or not know it or not what is it like to abide as that koham soham i am that This is not a blank vacant space. This is very dynamic, very living, very responsive. This is the field and the energy of grace, of blessings. So now let divine blessings saturate permeate your whole being whatever situations are going on in your life pleasant unpleasant easy difficult doesn't matter let them all be rinsed and cleaned by the flow of grace grace is already here blessings are already here just welcome those blessings allow that grace to move through you and in this moment just like a sponge being put into cool water each one of us is getting totally drenched with the purest highest grace and blessings just allow yourself to soak through and through every cell every strand of dna every belief every layer of consciousness is getting thoroughly drenched with divine grace divine blessings even if you try to resist it you can't is getting totally soaked refreshed and recalibrated every last part of you is getting drenched
what it's doing is it's washing away all the imprints expectations roles that people have you know wanted from you that you've been attracted to all these habits you've gotten into all these belief systems you've gotten into each one of us has gotten into this grace these blessings that is rinsing them all away washing them all away layer by layer pattern by pattern including our genetic pattern including imprints from past generations and we're coming to something really basic really fundamental and i'm going to call it your prime frequency so over the next 3 minutes allow yourself to return to your prime frequency whatever that means for you let it happen naturally every cell every tissue is resetting to prime frequency everything else is just being washed away very naturally very effortlessly it like to just luxuriate in your prime frequency just come home to your prime frequency just be without having to prove anything to anyone without seeking validation from anyone just free to be exactly as you are
And in this practice, we just reset our consciousness and we reset our energy. We reset consciousness by asking, who am I? Who is having this experience? Who is taking delivery of this experience? We get out of the story of life. We come back to that which knows life, that which is aware of life. that which is. And we reset energy by allowing the blessings and the grace to soak through and wash away all that's no longer serving us. Wash and rinse and clean. Revealing prime frequency. beyond this fundamental duality of consciousness and energy, that which knows and that which vibrates, there is an even deeper reality, which cannot be known actually. You cannot know it because you are it. So allow yourself to rest over there. Don't even wonder how. Just go ahead and rest. What is behind consciousness? What is behind energy? Just be there.
very gently become aware of the sounds you're hearing. Remember where you are. Gently move your fingers and toes. Take a slow deep breath. And keeping your inner stillness, inner clarity. If you want, you can rub your palms together. Make them nice and warm. Nice and warm. Bring them over your eyes. your face and we emerge with a beautiful smile right so it's open anybody wants to say something share something ask something Maybe also share your name one more time so I get to hear, learn your name. <coughs> yeah. I'm gonna just when you when you ask, it's fine for now. that's where the that's the sadhana that's the tapasya right? a lot of things sometimes you don't want to share you see good food you see that one last papad over there let me take it nobody <laughs> and that that comes naturally to me take the last papad for myself I don't want to share it but uh, sometimes you have to go against the grain you go against the grain I don't know I, I'm, I'm actually going to ask somebody Any, does anybody want Probably, maybe you can have it maybe you can share it so you actually challenge yourself to go against the grain so actually this is one of my teachers says that it's when you think that you're making no progress that's when you're making maximum progress it's when you think you're making no progress like for example you're getting really upset and angry right and in that moment that all that upset and anger one moment of clarity came to what am I doing here I go down and here I, here I go again what am I doing I don't have to do this it's just one little moment of clarity and again you're angry and upset and my teacher would say, actually, that moment of clarity is like a diamond. It may not seem like much to you, but that opened a little pinhole of possibility that I don't have to be trapped in this. A lot of sadness is coming, waves and waves of sadness, and one moment of clarity comes, why? It's okay, <laughs> you know, it's fine. I mean, a lot of people go through a lot of things, I'm going through my thing. Do I really have to be that emotionally involved? It's like a person who is, doesn't know how to swim very well, and you're mostly underwater. <laughs> little bit once in a while you go up mostly you're underwater and little by little your head can be more and more above water and eventually you can swim very calmly without going underwater so look at it like that so yes those are the difficult the, the, like you understand there are many times when it comes very naturally 
and now that is the places where you can't see it that's your leading edge that's the place and each of us have our own leading edge that's the place where it's difficult it's hard to apply these principles it, does, it doesn't make sense it doesn't come naturally that's the place where the real tapasya is that's the place where the real sadhana is that's the place where we really have to stretch ourselves and that's where the magic happens so there will always be those areas where it's difficult to practice it's hard to practice for me also it's there and if you just okay now everything you've learned okay slow down take a few deep breaths take a step back right now we all took a step back what's going on and so we've been so caught up in the drama of our life just take a step back all right and look how many times in the past also you had all kinds of upheavals happening in your life drama happening that that's over so this will also be over whatever right now is the biggest thing in your life it seems like this can never be solved but you thought the same thing about your in college time also you thought of something and when you got married also you thought of something like that but then that passed so that understanding will will get stronger and stronger and i mean the more basic understanding of gratitude is uh, that you know uh i am a lover of reality to be a lover of reality as opposed to be a lover of fantasy fantasy of how we think how life should be and i bet everybody here have their own fantasy of how life should be how the world should be how we should be how society should be how schools should be how doctors should be we've all got our own pet fantasy and we're all sure that this is the really the way <laughs> and it's all of us with our own pet fantasy that is creating all the conflict in the world because as we start talking in the beginning we're all very friendly when you take up some topic that we have disagreement you know you notice what happens uh, for example easy topic is food <laughs> and i'm sure everybody in this room has got different ideas of food dipti's got totally different ideas of food <laughs> <laughs> he does got her own idea i got my own idea when you start talking people very quickly have disagreements some people think oil is very healthy and essential some people oil is not essential not good and then you get caught up in your pet fantasy of how life should be so suppose like i said there's a story of life and then there's life suppose you become a lover of life instead of being a lover of stories does it mean you say yes to everything exactly you know it's saying because it's there right it's there so and yes does not mean that okay this should continue forever but this is the way it is right now right it's a radical yes okay this is the way tathastu this is the way it is right now. right and it's only when you open yourself up to the way things are right now that's when magic can start to happen but if you're close to the way you know no, this should not be this is wrong this is wrong well then you cannot even see things clearly it's like the road is too crowded dirty i don't even want to see the road i don't even want to see it. but you're going to have an accident you got to see the road even if you don't like what's on the road you got to see the road in order to navigate that road if you close your eyes and say no no i don't then actually you're going to get in more trouble so you have to have your eyes open that's it so gratitude is to be a lover of reality and gratitude is that moment so let's say this moment right or whatever word you like god or divine intelligence or just the way things are has now orchestrated for all of us to be seated like seated like this in this room right now and when i say yes you know i love this i like this then i i am actually saying yes to god's will i am a lover of god's will So in this moment my will and god's will is one to the extent my will matches god's will i am completely in bliss to the extent my will is different from god's will or no, that should not be like that and they should not be like that and they should not be that i should not be feeling this and i should not be doing this well then that's god's will in that moment that's god's will and if it's not matching well then experience suffering and a great story i often tell the story of a sufi master who in his prayer a thought comes to him that what can i give god god has created everything 
if i light a candle for him that candle only he's created if i give him a flower the flower also he's created i mean what can i really give him so this really perplexes him and he prays very earnestly that god what can i give you i'm realizing that everything is yours only like what can i possibly give you so god talks to him and says yes my son <laughs> it's actually all mine <laughs> but there is something you can give me what is that is there something i don't have much of so the god says where i am there's no insecurity there's no confusion <laughs> there's no sadness there's no doubt there's no frustration there's no jealousy so sufi says i got a lot of that <laughs> so god says give that to me i don't have any of that so this completely changes the, the sufi's understanding he says god is let's say god is bored of being blissed out all the time and god wants to have like once in a while we want to have street food we want to have chapata <laughs> food right so once in a while we want to change so god wants to for a while forget being completely blissful and experience entrapment and god is doing that we are the aperture through which god experiences entrapment for a little while this is the journey the journey is for all the scriptures tell us we are forgetting for the bliss of remembering we go to the us for the bliss of coming back to hyderabad and coming home and eating home cooked food that bliss you will not experience if you just wake up in the morning it's only when you go to the us spend 20 days and come back then like ha ah, i'm home again so we have to forget in order to remember so that's what our scriptures also tell us we have dreams within dreams within dreams right we go to watch that horror movie to realize ah it's just a movie it's fine <laughs> we can get out of this wall nothing going to happen right so we go to all of these different movies so to be a lover of reality so when you're a lover of reality in that moment your will is equal to god's will in that moment there is unification there is peace and silence Again and again, we'll forget. Again and again, come back to that. my friend was telling me that in islam they don't have a word for yes yes is inshallah which means if god wills so that is very beautiful so you never say yes you say inshallah if that is the will of god then it will be so so it's very fascinating it's very powerful powerful teaching so if that is what's meant to be then it will be
So today's meditation, we uh, did this practice of sharing whatever's going on in our life. And sometimes try, try doing it aloud. When you're alone in your room, just try this. Just speak aloud whatever is going on in your life. And whatever you want to address it to, God or deity, or you have some guru, or just, just speaking to the room, it's also it's fine. Speaking to the space in the room. You just share, this is what's going on in my life right now. I'm feeling really stuck over here. I'm feeling really frustrated over here. Nothing's working out with this. I'm very thankful for this. This is going well. I want to invest more time and energy in this. You know, can you guide me with this? I'm really getting stuck. Whatever it is, you just speak it aloud. And as you're doing it, also introduce the other dimension. Ask yourself, who is having this experience? Who is experiencing all of these things that I'm saying? Who is experiencing? And normally we are so caught up in the story of our life that we forget that it's just another role that's being played. One of the most powerful teachings is to remember what do you say after I am? And we all have our pet things we say after I am. I'm effective, I'm efficient, I'm loving, I'm generous, I'm careless, I'm forgetful, I'm poor, I'm rich, I'm better than that person. What do you say after I am? That's where the dream begins. <laughs> Everything you say after I am is a dream. Because it's not absolutely true. Because you say I'm smart, yeah, you're smart, but compared to someone, you're pretty, pretty foolish. You say you're generous, but compared to someone, you're nothing. <laughs> you, you, whatever you say after that, you say I'm incompetent, well, compared to someone, you're highly competent. Whatever you say after I am is relative. If you were the only person in the world, you could not really say that, because it's always in comparison to someone else. Right? So what do you say after I am? To notice that, that's the story. So then you ask yourself, well, who's, who's experiencing all of this? And you come back to the pure sense of I am, the presence. The presence within which all of that is happening. The screen within the screen on which the movie is being projected. And people say it's very confusing. How do I because you're thinking that that will also be a story? That's not a story. That just is. <laughs> Many of us are not like I said. We're not familiar with the dimension of being. We're dimension. We're familiar with the dimension of space and time. We're not familiar with the dimension of being. But being is fundamental. Actually, being is more fundamental than space and time. So just speak in the room, speak aloud if you like, and uh, just offer it all up. Allow yourself to be seen. At least allow yourself to be seen by yourself. The God we're talking about is not some external God. It is your innermost being. Your innermost being is not separate. Actually, this is going on in my life. 
There's a nice teaching, spiritual teaching, that there is so much, there are all these divine beings, divine masters just waiting to help you. But they're not allowed to help you unless you ask. <laughs> so unless you say help, they can't do it because that would be interfering with your free will. So they're all here. Imagine there are billions of, you know, highly intelligent, highly, you know, they're angels, fairies, you know, all kind of other multidimensional beings just waiting because that's their, their purpose is to help. <laughs> their purpose is to accelerate your journey. But they can't do it unless you say help. Unless you say, I'm here, I'm open. Which is why surrender is so important. It's only when you say, okay, I'm open now. You know, take over. <laughs> That's when the magic just sweeps in. <laughs> but it takes that. And sometimes you've got to go through an absolute breakdown till you can come to that point. Where you can say, okay, help. Because <laughs> sometimes you've got a strong sense that I can do it on my own. You don't feel like doing anything. You don't feel like doing anything. Anything. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you're doing it every day. Yeah. I'm practicing medicine, meditation every yeah. day. Yeah. Or going for wherever discourses, whatever, yeah. listening to good yeah. things or doing my normal things. When you are at the bottom of it, you just don't want to do anything. So then what to do at <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't stay there forever. Yeah. You can't stay there forever. Just, you can't stay there forever. Uh, one of my friends, I recently asked my friend, he's a specialist in Indian philosophy, Indian spirituality. Uh, he's really spent a lot of time with this. And I asked him, what is the Indian understanding of depression? Right? I was asked to give a talk on depression. So I said, let's also get the Indian. So I sent him an email. So he sent me a very simple message. He said, there are three things. So the first level is, when life is not, the story of your life is not going the way that you would like it to go. Like, for example, you wanted to go to IIT and trying after three times you still haven't gotten into IIT. Now, this, can, you, this can make you depressed. Or you wanted to marry that person and that person doesn't want to marry you. Or you thought this business would work out, you took a big loan and the business is completely gone and you're, you're stuck with this big loan. Like basically life has taken a direction that you never expected it to take. This could be one reason why you get depressed. Right? The things are just not going the way you want them to. So this is the easiest one to fix. <laughs> Next one, a deeper one, is a story of I'm not worthy. Something's wrong with me. Very, very deep story. Something's wrong. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve love. I am not worthy. Everybody else is fine. I am not worthy. I am basically a broken piece. I am an a error of the, of the universe. This is a very basic fundamental belief. And then from that, it's like a very sticky belief. You'll gather all kinds of other supporting evidence to show, look here also, look here also, look here also. And this is something more deeper. The second reason why people get depressed is that story of I am not worthy, I am not good enough, I am not lovable. This is the third third, so this, he said this is harder to correct, but it can be corrected. The third one, is where the choices you're making again and again and again are completely mismatched with your soul's intention for this lifetime. And at some point, your soul withdraws consent and says, no, the choices you're making, this is, and just withdraws consent. So outwardly, you may be rich and successful and everything, it's got no meaning for you. Outwardly, the whole world tells you you're so awesome, it just doesn't land, just can't touch you because your soul has withdrawn consent and says, no. And then you will go through that kind of a crisis. And he says, that can be a beautiful thing. That is a spiritual crisis, which will finally wake you up to a sense of what is it really. That's again a dream. These are all different kinds of dreams. The dream of life not going the way I want. The dream of I'm not good enough. 
and then getting so involved in what other other people expect or what everyone else is expecting or you want you just feel that you should do without really saying that what is it really you know, like I said today fr- prime frequency what's your prime frequency without all the extra clutter that you've added over over the over the years and decades or over the generations so that can be a breakthrough so at the end of it it's a very positive message that each of those it's an opportunity it's a kind of a crisis that leads to another dimension of being because the other day I was having a salad. And like Dipti, no, Dipti is eating raw food these days. So Dipti, no, you've got to chew a lot. To have your salad, you've got to chew a lot. Other, you know, cooked food, doesn't take that much chewing, you can just gulp it down. But with salads and raw food, you actually got to chew quite a, quite a bit. So then chewing it, I realized, this plant, little while back, it was growing somewhere. And someone cut it, put it on my table. And now it's going through this poor, poor plant is getting chewed up and chewed up and chewed up. And imagine that poor plant is getting chewed up. But what's happening is rather quickly, it's going from plant life to human life. This is a huge jump in consciousness. It's a huge jump. From soil to plant is one huge jump. From plant to human is another huge jump. And at some point we will die as human, our human bodies will die. And they will either be cremated or they'll be buried. And then what will happen? At some point those elements will again return. And suddenly you've taken a huge jump to planetary consciousness. You've gone from, <laughs> you see that? <laughs> huge jump after huge jump. So what seems like such a terrible crisis, could it be this is the precursor to a completely different dimension, one you could never have imagined. So then in that situation, you just let go and say, all right. You want to chew me up? Chew me up. The depression, you want to eat me up? Eat me up. This is, this is what it takes. You've got to actually, in that moment, you've got to let go. And you can't do that in that state. If you can't do that with a little thing in your life, the Uber guy is cancelling again and again. <laughs> now in that moment, you let go and say, trust and say, all right. I'll allow this. I'm not going to get so fixated on this. I will... Come on, step out of this. I will step back and all right. What needs to be done over here? People are accusing you. There's nothing you've done wrong. They're all accusing you. Instead of getting caught up in that, all right. Let me get chewed up by this. Something getting chewed up over there. Something which all this time was keeping you blocked, actually getting chewed up. If you just step back and let it be. Suppose that is an action of grace. Right now we said, grace is coming in and cleansing you. Not every cleansing. Like when you clean your table, most of it comes out easily. Some stains, you've got to really sew it. Like what is it not coming out? And you've got to give it a nice rubbing, right? So Rumi said, let's say this together. How will my mirror, How will my mirror ever, be ever be polished if I complain, if I complain with every rub? <laughs> so then if you look at that situation as life is now rubbing me. So when instead of saying life is cursing me and life is against me, suppose you turn that around and say, this is going to make me really sparkly and shiny. Suppose that's your story. Changes everything. Right? So you'll still go through it. It will not, not be pleasant. But now your story has changed. Your capacity to go through it has now completely changed. So you're saying that when things are not going your way, you just let them be. You just surrender. Because you, the more you resist, the more painful it gets. But that's the time, like, you know, if you, you know, ask for suggestion, also everybody says, sit and meditate, sit and do this. <laughs> you know, it's like, and that <laughs> thing just doesn't come. <laughs> because you're so full of, you know, that. So just, you know, at that moment, what you should do, like, you know, that... You see, if, if it was as simple as someone telling you sit and meditate and you were to get it, then where is the crisis? You have to go through a crisis. Right. Telling a caterpillar, ah, it'll be fine. Just sit there, you'll become a butterfly. Going <laughs> you have crisis. to go through that. You've got to be bound inside that cocoon, completely alone, completely dark. And now hidden strands of DNA, which were always there, are getting activated. You can't just tell the caterpillar, don't worry, ha ha, sab bante butterfly, tu bhi <laughs> not gonna work. You've got to go through the process. So you've got to go through that mantan. 
we all are very good at giving advice to people. But when you're sitting there getting burnt, then what's going to happen? So Rumi has a lovely teaching. He says, love is going to burn you. Love is going to burn you. And the problem is not that love is going to burn you. The problem is we burn incompletely. The problem is we burn incompletely. But can you allow yourself to be fully burnt? One of the great Sufi masters, he says that for 20 years, he felt a burning in his heart. Ever since his teacher initiated him, he felt a burning in his heart. Burning and burning. So always it was there. Day and night, there was a burning in his heart. And he couldn't explain it to anybody because they don't understand. He said at some point, the burning was complete. Right. And now, it's not that he is loving. He's not loving. He's love. <laughs> he's no longer loving. He's love. He's the presence of love. And the students, I know one of his students, he says, she says that he just by a look, can completely, you know, create a whole energetic shift in you. Just by, just by looking at you a certain way. Everything, the huge inner upheaval that happens. Because <laughs> he's become love. He's no longer loving. He is love. And everything he does is an action of love. The burning has to happen. And cute things like just meditate. <laughs> this too shall pass. Let me send you WhatsApp forward I got right now. It's <laughs> not going to do it. You got to go through it. You got to go through it. Ah, that's a nice, nice one. Just because you're doing nothing doesn't mean nothing is being done. Beautiful. And we said, don't just do something, sit there. <laughs> we often say, don't just sit there, do something. Don't just do something, sit there. For me, anger is not that strong an emotion. I have other emotions. But for me, anger is not that strong. But there are sh subtler shades of anger, like things like irritation or things like frustration. I think that is more common than anger, anger, anger. And then that's an opportunity for me to check what am I believing? Why am I getting so restless? Why am I holding these things so tightly? Right. Every time you're able to do that? I mean, the fact that I'm calm right now, I don't want to dealt with everything in the past. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what happens is the capacity to quickly unhook from that. So the basic progress is not that I never have it, it's just that earlier it would really stick very strongly and now I can unhook from it rather quickly. So what would earlier take days and hours, now maybe takes moments or minutes typically. It doesn't no normally last for more than a few minutes. There's a nice teaching the Buddha gave, he said imagine a prince wearing beautiful white clothes, very expensive white clothes and somebody was to put on this beautifully dressed prince the carcass of a dead snake. How long would the prince tolerate the carcass of the dead snake around his neck? Wouldn't he within one second throw it away? What a ghastly thing, what a dirty thing on his beautiful white clothes. Carcass of a dead snake, you'd not even tolerate for a second. So this is what it's like. The wise person does not tolerate. The carcass of a dead snake represents all these states of being. So how quickly do you let it go? The more quickly you're able to let it go, that's how right your wisdom is. The more you say, no, no, this is this was required because that person behaved so badly. I, I'm going to wrap the snake tightly. I'm not going to let it go. That shows how, how deluded you are. It shows how mixed up you are, how caught up in the dream you are. You're allowing yourself to burn for what somebody else did. Come on. They did whatever they had to do. What are you going to do? How are you going to keep your mind in a, in a clear state? So this is all feedback coming to us. And I think each one of us here, we, some of us, uh, you know, in some areas of our life, we've already 
we don't get so affected what some family members do we don't get so affected certain things but then what our guru says to us like someone we respect a lot they say something that that really affects us i know some people they get so affected their guru says something the teacher oh they get very affected by that but that's where you're sticky now that's the sticky part of your life so we all have different sticky parts of our life for someone it's money for someone it's sexuality for someone it's friends for someone it's life purpose who knows what it is so we are all here to work out our own stickiness which is why you can't really compare yourself to anybody and i cannot say absolutely i'm because i i live a reasonably comfortable life most pe- most places i go people are quite nice to me <laughs> but if i was to live a life of somebody else where people are actually very rude to me all the time can i really know for sure so i can't really say that so there's no there's no point making a new identity out of okay this is so when someone praises me sometimes when someone criticizes me that, that's also sometimes true so that sense of yes it's all all of these like we said the sufi master god wants to experience all of these things <laughs> so the basic shift goes from being a personality to being a presence this is a beautiful shift as long as you think you're a person then all of these things will get stuck onto you oh i'm a generous person or i'm a reactive person or i'm an impulsive person but what if you're a presence what if you're that movie screen on which different kind of movies can be projected one day it's a very calm peaceful movie one day it's a very action movie one day it's a horror movie but the screen is unaffected there's a part of you that is always unaffected the purpose of meditation or any spiritual practice is to get to that place of recognizing there is a part of you that's always unaffected there is a prime frequency there is a basic i am consciousness and there is something even beyond that there is brahman and there is parabrahman and that is here right now so to what extent am i hypnotized and even if you get hypnotized it's all right because you're going to wake up from the hypnosis sooner or later so when we practice like this like byron katie has a one of my teachers she says every time you inquire you're left with less of a story doesn't mean you're completely out of the story but you're left with less of a story so right now we we shared this is going on this is going on this is going on then i said okay who is having the experience that's inquiry who is having the experience i am and maybe some of you have done this before some of you doing it for the first time but the very act of asking who is having the experience you're left with less of a story doesn't your story feel a little bit lighter right now yes or no it feels lighter isn't it because you've asked you've gone in a different direction instead of going in the direction of the dream you've come to the direction of that which experiences the dream instead of being bewildered by the content of your experience you're coming to consciousness there's consciousness and there's the content of consciousness there's the light coming out of the tube light and then there's the object is illuminating most of the time we're caught up in the objects it's illuminating very rarely do we notice oh it's light it's all just light reflecting at one level this room is nothing but different frequencies of light reflected isn't it it's not people and tables and TVs it's frequencies of light reflected actually that's what's actually happening that's all we're really experiencing different frequencies of light reflected so that is dehypnotizing for us share about my friend uh, i won't take his name cuz you might hear this uh, but my friend uh, in chennai um for many years has been on a path of self growth self introspection so he's been meditating he's been you know exercising uh, affirmations i mean really very very positive energetic everybody who comes to close to him feels energized and uh, 
it so happens that he has a spouse who is completely the opposite she's not interested in any of this she's skeptical of all of this she finds all of this that he's doing is a big drama <laughs> not not practical and has been very depressed for many years because her father died and somehow for some people for most people will just come out of it after a few years but for her it's a very very deep trauma and losing her father had had a very big imprint on her and for the longest time he's been trying to say okay you know just okay you know we all try in all our ways to uplift someone come on you know <laughs> try this try this try this he's been trying and she's just not closed so one day he said instead of my trying to uplift her what if i try to enter her world so he did something quite radical he said this for one month i'm not going to meditate for one month i'm not going to do my normal exercises all the things that uplift me right the reading that uplifts me the walks that uplift me i'm just going to stop i'm going to live exactly the way she lives i'm going to get up and she when she gets up i'm going to do what she does i'm going to just be be at home and little by little as he stopped doing all his practices he began getting into her frequency and he began to experience the world the way she experiences it all the heaviness the low energy the stuckness and he allowed himself to experience that and so what came out of that experience was a deep compassion for his wife and to me this is like perhaps this is what what you would call an avatar this is what god does god doesn't have to come down in our world god's already free right but god chooses to forget and forget and forget and forget and come here in the midst of all of us and go through the trials and tribulations we go through and then through that to then bring out the light right so this is what's going to happen we're going to remember and we're going to forget and we're going to remember and we're going to forget and could it be that both in the remembering and in the forgetting there is grace could that be instead of saying that forgetting is a bad thing and remembering is a good thing suppose the forgetting is also a kind of thing in your forgetting you see someone who loses their way in hyderabad 100000 times he'll be the best possible guy to hyderabad isn't it someone who always takes the google maps and goes to where they need to go they only know the main road to hyderabad if ever there's a you know curfew or there's some blockage of the main road they'll be totally how do we go now that road is closed but someone who's been lost in hyderabad 100000 times they know all the little gullies all the little streets so it's only by your forgetting and forgetting and forgetting that you'll be able to have all these skillful methods of helping people so to the extent you have been confused you can support you can give clarity to others to the extent you got your clarity rather quickly you'll say things like just meditate not just meditate because <laughs> you'll not know that this person is going through their own challenge you're telling them just meditate doesn't do it it doesn't cut it <laughs> <laughs> I don't again you know what i would say is if you if you imagine help his wife means she becomes more like him no but uh, it's a uh, it's a peaceful home <laughs> and, uh, and so they they live they coexist very peacefully and i think it's so beautiful if we just accept everyone on their own journey 
your journey doesn't have to match my journey. That might be her prime frequency for this lifetime. How do you know? Her prime frequency for this lifetime may be exploring the whole realm of grief. One of my friends says that her purpose of life is to grieve and to help other people grieve. I said, really, that's your purpose of life? She said, yes, because grieving is a forgotten state. We're all in an urgency to come out of grieving. And because we're in an urgency to come out of grieving, it's never processed. Like someone dies, let's get, get over with, get, move on, move on. Let's come, life just move on. But maybe you haven't processed that grief fully. So she says, my purpose is to help people grieve. So maybe the prime frequency of his wife is to grieve. This lifetime is about exploring the whole, what is grief? What is grieving? How do you know? Could be. That's what she needs to go through. Right. And grieving is not just when you lose someone you love. Grieving is small, small things also. Like I lost my Apple Air- AirPods the other day. I lost them. I like those Air- AirPods. And now I have to grieve. I've lost my AirPods. <laughs> Can I allow myself to grieve? It's okay to feel sad. I've lost my AirPods. Is it materialistic to grieve for that? No. It's just, it's, you, you have a connection to certain things. You lose your phone. All of us are going to grieve when we lose our phone. <laughs> so much of our life energy is attached to our phone, right? That's going to really be grief, right? And you've got to allow yourself to grieve. You've got to allow... Even if someone gets a new phone number, this is not my phone. That was my phone. Like my friend recently, her pet died. Her dog died. And after a few months, they got another dog. And for a few... You know, for a, in the beginning, she couldn't love that. She said, you think you can replace him? <laughs> you can't replace him, you know? And then she had to realize, no, this is a different dog. That he's not here to replace... This is a different being. And while I'm still sad for losing that pet of mine, that beloved dog of mine, but I can have a new relationship with this dog as well. So it doesn't take it away. Well, life will take you in that direction because not accepting them will burn you on the inside. Not accepting them will keep on poking you on the inside. And at some point, you'll just have to let go. And the magic happens when you let go, you stop trying to change them, then, then they get interested in what you have to say. <laughs> Very interesting. It's the moment you stop trying to change people that the change actually happens. It's actually fascinating. And the moment you love them the way they are, as opposed to, again, you say the story that you have, right? If only my parents, you know, uh, in one of the old cupboards at home, I found this big stack, this file, of letters I had written home when I was a monk. And I'm reading those letters and I can see I've got an agenda. When I'm writing those letters, and I'm describing my life and everything, I have a clear agenda. I would love my parents to meditate more. <laughs> I would love my parents to, you know, be more open to these teachings. Because my mindset at that time was, this is the best use of human life. The best use of human life is things like introspection, meditation, living a life of generosity, care, love. This is a very clear mindset that I have. And my clear agenda is I'm trying to get them onto this. And I guess it's really finding it so funny reading those letters that I'm trying to influence them in this way. Instead of just, just share your experience. Why are you trying to influence other people? Let them live their life, you know. Let I've them live their life. Your emails. Yeah, you have? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, that was 
bad and i don't i don't think anything is bad but just not ex- so for me there's a difference between expectation and intention expectation is when you hold something quite tightly intention is when you hold something quite lightly like i can still wish well for my parents i can wish them a happy life i can wish them growth i can wish them everything but how tightly am i holding it so i like krishna murti somebody asked you to krishna murti what's your secret you seem to be at you know at peace you seem to really you, know, you really seem to be a wise person what's your secret so he smiled and said my secret is that I don't mind what happens. I don't mind what happens. And he didn't say I don't care what happens. The way to be, the world of difference between I don't care what happens and I don't mind what happens. You can still care. So can you really care and still not mind what happens? So for me caring is intention. But getting starting to mind it that's expectation. When you really mind it that's when you become too tight. So even the Gita talks about this. That you know, you do your dharma, do your best, support everybody, but don't get hung up onto now. Therefore, now I should get back this. That is not in your hands. Karam karo, phal ki achha mat karo. Phal is not in your hands. You can plant the seed, but not every seed is going to grow the way you want it to grow. Give you the fruits the way you want it to grow. There are many, many factors in between, between that seed and that fruit. Some of them may or may not be met, and just trust. Even in them not being met, it's fine. So I would say that that is that is the idea. Because we really don't know. There's a powerful teaching of Guru Nanak. Some of you may have heard the story. Guru Nanak goes to a village where everyone treats him with love and respect, takes him very good care of him, gives him good food, good place to stay. Like he's treated so beautifully. And as he's leaving, he turns around to the village and he says, "May a great flood come on this village." Yeah. And his disciple is shocked. What is this? What is the master saying? And then he goes to another village where nobody cares for him, and they, in fact, they treat him badly, and they don't give him any proper food, nothing to stay, and they really mistreat him. And as he's leaving from there, he smiles and looks at the village and says, "May no calamity ever come on this village." And this disciple cannot hold it anymore. The master, what are you doing? The people who treated you well, you said, "May a great flood come," and the people who treated you so badly, you're saying, "May may no calamity ever come." And Guru Nanak smiles and says that you know, in the first village, there are such every single being is a noble being. When a great flood comes, the whole world needs this kind of people. When a flood comes, they will scatter like ants, and the whole world will be filled with light. and this little village is like a scar on the face of the earth <laughs> the people here have created their own little hell they should never leave this place because these people should live in their own little pit of suffering so may no calamity ever come may they just live over here so look what we are saying you know so this is what what we assume to be a blessing could be a curse what we assume to be a curse could be a blessing how are we to know so which is why harivan shrai bachan says मन चाहिए हो तो अच्छा ना हो तो और भी अच्छा पावरफुल वे ऑफ थिंकिंग रियली बैड न्यूज बीडरस्टैंड 
my will matches divine will whatever it is not just outer circumstances even inner you know your story is not just outside even your inner story a lot of our narrative is inside people don't it's private our private narrative where we have an inner image of how we should be how we could be and we keep comparing ourselves to that and we're not matching up to that that's also an expectation an inner expectation of how you should be how you could be how you would be right well god is not just life intelligence of life is not just outside also inside well let thy will be done let thy like we did right now who is taking delivery of the experience can i allow what is beyond my control can i allow grace and blessings to just rinse through that and can i return to my prime frequency right again and again and again bring it on bring it on and each of these things is allowing us it's strengthening our capacity to unhook from the dream to dehypnotize ourselves like you said faster and faster we get dehypnotized faster and faster we get unhooked faster and faster and sort of other frequencies impacting our frequencies our prime frequency then impacts the environment around us which is why they said wherever the rishis would live animals would be at peace nature would would rejoice there would be a deer sitting right next to a lion because the prime frequency of that rishi was so strong it created an ambience of complete peace and harmony nothing could create disturbance over there and we all have that capacity so why are we getting so mesmerized by the dream of life So we have the opportunity to wake up. So let's have uh, um, let's have each one of you. Let's take a minute of silence first, and then I'm going to invite each one of you to just share a little bit. Anything you want to say, let's hear everyone's voice for a minute or two before we conclude. So just get quiet. empty yourself just come back to your prime frequency which is basically the state of just being just being the way you are deep breath <sighs> wonderful so i'd like each one of you without preparing what you want to say just wait when it's your turn 
whatever needs to be shared, just share it. Rather. Anything? Could be anything. Things. Uh, bring it on, yes. That's amazing. 
wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for coming. How wonderful.
child will be a hearing whenever you want to say something. Don't say anybody. Just go and in your room and say whatever you want to say. Yes. Tell to God. Yes. He will listen to you and He will reply you. Yeah. Never complain. Never cry. You just tell in front of God, so He will take care of it. So today you remind us the same yes. thing. Yes. How wonderful. Oh, also i have one more question please for ask uh, like there are some things you know between two people like spouses or whatever mm. or uh, mother ch- child relationship you yeah. know something is like okay you expect this of me and i expect this of you yes and it's the same thing like you know i mean it's the basic a b c d of a relationship yeah. right but then if one is following it and the other is not following it and the other keeps realizing also he or she is not following it say sorry also but keeps on doing it again and again sure. then what you should do yeah. I mean you realize also you are doing wrong but you are going on doing it still going on which is the you know like the base of a relationship things are okay for some time then again the same thing that one particular thing keeps on repeating so what do you do with that you know and that's true not only with other people if you look in your own life where is it that you promise yourself something over and over and over again and then you break that promise to yourself over and over and over again so this is happening within us to some extent happening in our relationship is happening at a society level as well we talk about certain thing but as a society then we don't really do it so this is not just something that's broken or flawed in that person there is something that this is actually a part of life at some level so we can what can be the response we can get increasingly frustrated and angry and upset and we can have all kinds of emotional tantrums we can go that direction and i'm sure we already tried that <laughs> and we can see that that really helped that that really worked and if not then we can get really curious what's really going on here so today we've learned a practice just speak aloud like you were sharing so maybe just sit in your room and speak to either your innermost self or god or whatever you want to think so you know, i really don't know i'm really stuck what is this you know we've talked about this the person's apologized the person's even promised to change but it never really lasts you know every time it's gone and i'm really feeling stuck and help me out and who is you ask yourself who is having this experience i'm having this experience but who am i and in that moment you wake up from the dream at least for a microsecond you've woken up from the dream this is a dream and could it be that this person is god in disguise helping you wake up so what in other words what you consider to be the worst part of your experience could that be the most important medicine that you have to take and it was never about that person changing it was never about that person falling in line with expectations it was always about you waking up to some larger dimension of who you are and the moment this is what my experience is the moment you get that the moment something in you gets shant more often than not that 
that just that just somehow just falls in place either that person keeps doing it doesn't bother you <laughs> or they have a mindset change or they're the situation change suddenly you go to a different city things just shift it's like over a period of years not yes. so so you then what shant you get everything so like then, after one year also again the same thing so happens so then 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 you expect them then you trust them to be the way they are you trust them to be then then you then you have to decide all that i don't trust you to be the way that you say you're going to be i trust you to be the way you are now if someone for example a friend for the last 20 years whenever they say i'll meet you at 5 they come at 5:30 not happen once or twice it's happened hundreds of times they always come half an hour or 45 minutes afterwards then you trust them to come half an hour 45 minutes yeah, so when you know that it's a so movie but when when you go late they should also expect that okay okay <laughs> if they are always late then expect. if you go there and they they are very angry with you then how so you expect them to it should have work both ways then no? no it should but it should yeah. it doesn't right you can ex- you you can, you can expect them you trust them to have double standards the thing standards. is they expect you to reach at 5 o'clock and when they come at 5:30 Or six also maybe. <laughs> so then, and when I see, we are all here to support each other, and we are also yeah. all here to trouble <laughs> each other. We are not just here to support each other. So you are going to get troubled by these people in your life. That's the way it is. How do you get you, out of it? Maybe you can't get out of it. Maybe you got to just go through it. What do you say? Enough. So then, what do you tell? Happens. Then you have to slowly, slowly. My thing is, if you can't do it, then don't expect me also to do it. You are. Telling me to do the same thing, I am doing it. Then you also do it. If otherwise, you don't expect it from me also. Simple, right? And 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 they still do. <laughs> and they still do. <laughs> and they still apologize. And they still do. So then, what? How do you get over? And it? you trust them to be like that. You trust them to not only not keep their commitments, but to hold you for the very commitment that they are not keeping. <laughs> you trust them to be the way they are. Instead, of, your fantasy is at least by now you should have changed. At least by now you should have changed, but they're not changing. And your fantasy is not matching reality. Okay, so you're change, a lover of fantasy. Change in the other way that you also ex- ex- expect me to do the same thing. Then, but the thing but is, I don't want to do that same thing. You cannot because y- y- ultimately they are going to behave exactly the way that they're going to behave. You, you've been trying that for a long time, right? It hasn't really worked. Because I don't want to. I'll, ah, so then, see, so you're, you're you're free to you're free wrong, to set. So to, I don't to, want to change. You're my. free to take any any decision that you want to take. Like Byron Katie says, when I see you. Uh, turning away from me, then I see myself turning away from you. So then there will be a, there will be an impact on the relationship. See, deep down we're all connected. I love this quote by Osho. He says, "I love everyone, but I like only a few." Yeah, that's, <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. Right. So this is so that doesn't we can, I can still love you, love. Yeah. but your behavior, your way of behaving, just doesn't resonate anymore. Your value system, the way you're doing it. Yeah. So while I still wish you well. I don't want to hang out with you anymore, and that might be. But if you're living in the same family, how can you not no, hang see, out? See, this is this is where the thing is. You're so hypnotized by our roles yeah. in life, right? Now I can't. All I can say is that we are deeply conditioned, and we will compromise our prime frequency again and again and again just to fit. And then you're going to be. So now you're you're stuck between these two things. Oh, but this is the way it is. But this is the way it is, and you're stuck, and you're not willing to take your own power. You're tremendously powerful. You can do anything you want. Which is so worried with what will family, what will happen to the family, what do people say, what will happen? Well, then, then if you want to be in a compromise, then experience the compromise, and then don't keep crying about the compromise. Right. So either awaken the goddess in you and say, well, if that's what you want to do, then I'm also going to do what I need to do, and awaken that goddess within you. And if you don't want to awaken the goddess and you think there's going to be too much of uh, you know craziness that happens with that, then make peace with it and say, all right. 
<laughs> the thing is that suppose if I like to be punctual every day, I am at, there at five o'clock, and this like, but I don't want to be late. So even if I try to be like the other person, I don't want to do that. Well, there's an I app called Uber, but you can order your own cab and go. <laughs> <laughs> there's an app called Uber. No, no, this is just an example. I <laughs> don't want to do because I know he's apologizing for it and it's wrong and it's whatever. So I don't so want. So you have to, to find skillful things. method. You have to find skillful means. For example, if my mother, we know my family, my mother, wonderful person, has a habit of being half an hour after everything. Like even with the movie, yeah. she'll get ready only half an hour. Because so now we purposely the movie starts at nine p.m. Is the mom the movie starting at 8 p.m. So she's already ready by 8:30. Okay, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. no worry, mom. Mom, sorry. Movie starting at 9 p.m. That's fine. Because that's the way she works. So if you should study the life of Krishna, Krishna worked very well. He knew every character is different, and he was not expecting the character to fall in line. He his he was not stuck up into I am this kind of person. He would with every person he'd be different. With one person he was very cunning. With one person he was very kind. With one person he chopped off the head also, right? But that's the kind of flexibility. That's the kind of freedom. So don't get so locked into I'm this this kind. You are very you are you are you have all possible. This your let your steering wheel open up in all directions. So when required, be kind, be caring, be understanding. When required, be willing to take a stand also and say this doesn't work for me anymore. Be willing to take that stand. Why are you so caught up in being this uh, always accommodating person all the time? So that might be a lesson that you have to learn over there in that moment. See if it's bugging you, it's a lesson that you got to learn. Yeah. Yeah, I have to work on myself only. More than work on yourself, it's just let shed all of this this baggage of how you should be, they should be, the world should be. If the moment you shed that baggage, and you know it's a possibility right now, this is like really you know cramping you. In the world of infinite possibilities, one possibility also is that that same exact same situation creates immense laughter inside of you. It is so ticklish for you that here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> One more time, the same funny incident. The same thing that bugs you right now can create laughter inside of you. That's a reality. It's That's possible. That's what I'm hoping for. I mean, I've yeah. Maybe so. Maybe. <laughs> Actually, thought you know, later on, maybe in life, I'll laugh about it sometime. So tune into that highest. Tune into that later self of yours. Let's see. Let's say 80 years from now, or whatever. 80 or 30. In fact, we're going to be living long. Currently, they're telling us we're going to be living very long lifespans. Anyway. But uh, uh, let's say twenty years from now, you and I will laugh endlessly about this. Right. So all of us, right now, for one minute, we'll tune in to herself twenty years from now, where she's sitting here and laughing about the same incident. <laughs> and we'll bless her. We'll bless her with that consciousness. So you want to tune in? Close your eyes. Close your eyes. And twenty years from now, we're sitting with her, and she just cannot stop giggling. She cannot stop laughing. And something in her has become so free. Let's recognize that part of her. Let that part of her twenty years from now merge with this part of her right now. Let's bless her. So there's a shift in consciousness. There's a deep dehypnotizing that's happening right now.
We'll all take a nice deep breath. Let's say together, Tathastu. Thank you for all your blessings. <laughs> and I have an affirmation which came for you. So just say this with me. I am not fooled. I am not fooled. fooled. So say, say one more time. I am not fooled. I am not fooled. This is a divine comedy. It's a divine comedy. <laughs> so now you keep saying this to yourself. In the same situation, I am not fooled. This is a divine comedy. I am not fooled. This is a divine comedy. So what so far was a horror story. Yeah. No, but that's actually a comedy. <laughs> and you'll start finding that actually is pretty comical. Yeah, I think you said 20 years ago. Oh, perfect. How wonderful. Why not? Everything's possible. Thank you, everyone. I'm not fool is a divine comedy. So, two days later, she'll call and You know, there was this lady, uh, she was going to a cafe to meet her husband. Very angry. Because she's just discovered her husband's having an affair. And she's so angry, she's so pissed off. I'm going to put this man in his place. Who, do, who does he think he is? And she's dead set that, you know, he's, this divorce is happening. I cannot handle this. Nobody can do this to me. So she goes there. Before she can open her mouth, he says, I've just come from my doctor. He tells me I've got cancer. I'm going to die in three months. And she's totally taken aback. And in that moment, when she knows that this person is going to die in three months, suddenly... Even the fact that he's cheated on her, it just, in, this, in the face of this news, it just, it's all, it's just all, it's like now the only priority is how can, in the last three months of your life, how can we support you? And suddenly it's a, new, it's a shift in perspective, right? So what was so, what she was so angry about, it was so clear that this is a bad man, I want to fix this guy. In that moment, it was just dissolved, right? So, you know, your story right now that is so, you know, it's all encompassing. You're so, you know, it's like, obviously you can't do this. How long? And we've said this before. There is a higher story. There is a larger story. In that, in the light of that story, the story is absolutely nothing. So your job is to raise your consciousness, to come to that place. I'm not fooled. This is a divine comedy. I'm not fooled. One day I'll sit and I'll watch the sitcom of me and him having this. And this going on. People are laughing and laughing and laughing. There is a sitcom. There could be heavenly beings enjoying your drama every day. That's your, 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 yours is a favorite channel. <laughs> of all the channels available, this is their favorite channel. They want to watch every day. Look, people are watching Saas Bahu. Same things are going on. Same things are going on. And people are watching, millions of people are watching the Saas Bahu program. So could it be that there's another dimension that is watching you and they're getting so entertained and they can't wait to come back again. <laughs> again, she's going to get late. Again, she's going to get upset. Again, he's going to do that. And they love it. <laughs> right? This is an example of a different story. So you've got to upgrade your story. If your app isn't working, it gets upgraded. This particular program is no longer working. Stop fighting with the program, upgrade the program. And what we did today, the practice we did today, of speaking aloud, of course we did it while speaking in our minds, but I'd like you to do it speaking aloud, because when you speak aloud, you hear yourself speaking. There's something powerful about that. So you speak it aloud, you bear witness to what you just said, you ask who is having this experience, you come back to that sense of being. And then you allow the blessing and the grace to rinse through you, you come back to your prime frequency. And I guarantee you, you step out of that room. Alright. So you sit in your room. You sit in your room. This is already recorded. I can share this recording. You sit in your room. Are you ready? <laughs> you sit in your room. And you just start speaking aloud whatever is going on in your life. The story of your life. Including all the tough parts, the nice parts, what you're grateful for, what you're stuck, what you're ashamed about. 
what you're hoping nobody in the other room hears just say it just say it loud speak loud this is what's going on this is what's going on ask for guidance ask for help ask for whatever and as you start saying sharing 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 just at some point say well all right who's having this experience who's taking delivery of this experience i am who am i and don't give a quick answer oh i am a consciousness or i am a soul no don't give any answers just who am i come to experience now enough of playing with words you've been giving words all this time come to the raw experience what is this i am not i am this or i am that i am stay with the sense of i am it's very slippery again you'll get into a story then again come to i am stabilize in i am to stabilize in i am in india is called sthita pragya sthita pragya not getting hypnotized into the stories not getting lost in the stories of i am this and i am that just i am i am as i am that sense of i am so stabilize it and then recognize that this i am is not just a static entity it's dynamic it's alive and it's teeming with blessings so let's just say there are a million divine beings who want to help you and all you got to do is i am willing to let it in so let the blessings in and allow these blessings and these blessings are intelligent it's like an antivirus program in a computer the intelligence it knows where to look for the virus you don't have to look for it it will search it will scan your computer it will suck out the viruses and it will trash the viruses in the same way these blessings will go through your being conscious mind subconscious mind you know molecular level atomic level subatomic level generation and generation the sanskaras it will start sweeping things away it will start cleaning out stuff and it will return you to what we are calling your prime frequency your basic state of being and then you let go of even that and you say what is behind this consciousness what is behind this energy and just rest is that and i guarantee you when you step out of that room that same situation will happen and it will not pinch you the same way anymore you do what you got to do i'm going to do what i got to do because you've now no it's like you have woken up within the movie you've woken up within the dream and each time you wake up like this you start strengthening that wisdom element inside of you The Buddha calls this Dharma Chakra. So we have a Dukkha Chakra, and we have a Dharma Chakra. Dukkha Chakra is getting more and more wrapped up in stories and stories and stories. It's like a ball, a ball of glue. You roll it on the floor, it picks up all the dirt and grime and grime and grime. Keeps picking up more and more dirt. That's Dukkha Chakra. And then there's Dharma Chakra. It's like a ball of wool. You roll the ball of wool, what happens? Gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And at some point, the ball disappears. Where did the ball go? there was never a ball it was only wool so you say i am having this i am having this this going this going you keep on the wisdom element will keep on unraveling 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 there is nothing here what am i getting so fed up about what am i getting so upset about there is no one here to get upset about there is nothing here to get upset about and that's the day you can really laugh from your core of your being and one of my teachers says that's the first time in your life you will breathe easy until then like you are a yoga teacher you know this you you're learning yoga you know this that your breath reflects your state of being and the calmer your state of being the deeper the more natural your breath is my teacher says that's the time when that wool completely unfurls itself you will take your first relaxed breath of this lifetime but until then it's still contracted it's still contracted it's still contracted and so this person who you're upset about this relationship that you're upset about is here to speed up the rolling of your wool the ball of wool The next time you see him you say thank you bring it on do more because <laughs> the more you do the more i go to my room <laughs> and the more i do this practice and when i come out so thank you you are my main guru yeah. the teacher i was looking for was the one i was living with all along so very true so 
right? So let's all say Tathastu and so on. Chali, wonderful everybody. Take care.